I'm Danny, that witch next door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Hello, everyone. Hi, neighbor. Welcome back to that witch podcast. Welcome to Moonday Musings. Happy Monday. Happy Moonday. I am so so excited to be here with you, officially recording Moon Day from New Hampshire. I am not in my permanent um, address just yet. We are in our temporary little space, but I am actually not going to divulge any of those details today, and you can come back for tomorrow's episode for that. Today, we are going to stick to our usual Moon Day cosmic business Um, because we need the forecast, okay? We need to know what's going on at the top of the week. Then I'll share all the goodies with you tomorrow about the journey and how it's been and how we're doing and all that good stuff. So um, without further ado, now if this is the first, let's get right started. If this is the first time that you've been here on That Witch Podcast, if this is your very first episode, hello and welcome. I'm so glad that you found us. If this is not your first time and you have been here for Moon Day before, thank you so much for coming back. I love knowing that Moon Day has become such a regular, consistent part for uh, so many people's uh, weekly routines. So thank you for being here with me. We start the top of every Moon Day episode with a little self check-in before we dive into the moon scope for the week and talk about how we're feeling. So, which ultimately is kind of what moon day is all about. So if you would take a moment now, depending on if you're driving or if you're sitting right now, or if you're standing, depending on what you're doing right now, take a moment to pause, especially if you've been kind of go, go, go all day, or maybe a lot longer than that. I want you to take a moment and pause. Now, if you're driving, you can't physically stop driving, but pause your energy. Come out of whatever train of thought that you were on before this or that's happening right now. And let's get really, really present in this moment right now. Take a nice, big, deep, cleansing breath in. (sighs) Exhale that out. (sighs) We're going to do that again. Inhale. You can close your eyes if you want. And sigh it out. (sighs) And let's do one last really good deep breath in. And let it all the way out. Pause for a moment here. Make note of any parts of your body that are signaling to you right now, sending you any messages or sensations. If you notice any areas of tension, challenge or difficulty, maybe you feel blocked or uncomfortable, maybe you notice you're feeling really good, maybe you're feeling really soft, maybe it's vulnerable, maybe it's tender, maybe it's strong, just notice, don't judge it, just notice, 
it's so easy, isn't it? To get caught up in the distraction of every single day. The next thing we realize, we haven't stopped for two damn seconds and just listened to our bodies. Now you can expand that awareness and expand that noticing just a little bit to your thoughts and your feelings right now. Is there anything that's been pestering you? Any little revelations that just came to you? Again, don't judge, just notice. And for the time that we're here together today, is there some of your magic, some of your energy within you that right now you can call on and send to those areas of your body or areas of your mind or your energy that could use a little comfort right now? use a little peace, reassurance, or relief right now, even if it's just temporarily while we're together today. This really helps us open up and have nice grounded hearts and open minds for our astrological forecast before we dive right in. Because when we dive headfirst into astrology and messages from the cosmos, while we're all wrapped up and riled up in our emotionality or our distractions or our problems, what we end up doing is showing up in a really demanding headspace. And quite frankly, it's just not helpful. Don't look at it so much as, oh, I'm doing astrology wrong. It's not about right and wrong. It's, it's not helpful. And we are learning this tool in this practice to help us and to benefit us. So let's set ourselves up for success. That's exactly why we do the self-check-in. So now that we've tapped in, in this very present current moment, how we're feeling right now, let's look a little bit at the moon scope for this week. So right now, today, the moon just moved into Capricorn. This moon day is going to be for uh, beginning today, Monday, June 5th, all the way through Sunday, June 11th, 2023. And Today, early, early hours of the morning over here in the States, the moved into Capricorn. And there it will stay until the early, early hours of Wednesday morning when it moves into Aquarius. Then early Friday morning will move into Pisces. And finally, also early morning, on Sunday the 11th, the moon will then move into Aries and we'll round out the week with a moon in Aries. So the moon right now is moving through a portion of the zodiac wheel that deals with really big macro ideas and macro concepts. Okay, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, especially these three are very much dealing with the big ideas with the big picture. They're kind of naturally zoomed out. And when we get back into Aries, we kind of get into a little bit more of some independent thinking. Um, especially with the moon going through that Aquarius and Pisces this week, you might see people drift off a little bit, get caught up in their thoughts, get caught up in their feels, get caught up in their daydreams. You might be one of those people this week. Um, 
it's important that we let ourselves kind of dream and expand our mind that way. So I really think that this would be so interesting that this message just, I wasn't expecting this one. It's not really in my notes. Um, But here we are. Thanks, Cosmos. I think it's really important this week that you don't stamp out and try to drive out daydreaming and imagination. I feel like that it feels random to say because again, it just wasn't part of my notes and I didn't think about that while I was preparing for the episode today, but that's a very, very strong message coming through right now for at least somebody. Um, This would be a good week not to squash out the idea and the concept and the act of daydreaming and imagination, whether that's for somebody else around you or yourself. Now, we have some planetary movement this week that I want to talk about. We've got some some changes taking place, and that all begins today. Not very long from now, well, at least depending on when this, when you're listening to this episode, it may have already happened. At 9.46 a.m. Eastern Time today, uh, Venus moves into Leo. Venus will end its cycle in cancer and will enter into its new cycle in Leo. Um, right off the bat, hearts fire, passion. What and who actually matters? Doing what the fuck you want. <laughs> These are all Venus in Leo themes. This is a time to give yourself permission to shine and let other people shine too. Um, This is a great time to let yourself, light yourself the fuck up and be that hype person for somebody else. Um, Let's all dazzle together is what (laughs) Venus in Leo says. Venus in Leo definitely doesn't have time to fuck around with who and what does not matter, who and what hurts the heart, okay? Um, Now, what's really interesting about all this is that Venus does move into Leo today, and then right off the bat, boom, 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 we've got some just honestly kind of challenging aspects this week that that Venus encounters and including so first and foremost as we, we've talked about this before on moon day but because Pluto's been hanging out at zero degrees of Aquarius which will change soon but we'll get there in a second um any any planet that moves sign which right puts it at zero degrees when it starts over in a new sign, um, because Pluto's also hanging out at zero degrees, it opens itself up for um, aspects right off the bat after a planet ingresses into a new sign. And Venus is no different. Venus will move into Leo. And while it's at zero degrees of Leo, it will first make an opposition or face off with Pluto in Aquarius. Then a little bit later on this week, that's going to be on Thursday, Venus is going to square our North Node or our our collective purpose uh, in Taurus. And then we'll also square Jupiter. The Venus-Jupiter square happens on Sunday the 11th. Jupiter is currently also in Taurus, uh, not far at all from the North Node. 
what does this mean? It means all those things I was talking about, this heart's fire, passion, what and who matters, doing what the fuck you want. It means you very likely will feel challenged in doing those things. You may feel or experience confrontation in trying to express those things and or and or because this is Venus that we're talking about, it may also occur in, uh, instead of it happening to you, maybe something that you witness, maybe something you're a party to, maybe something that your, your best friend, your partner, your lover, your, your close family members, maybe that really matters to you, experiences, and they undergo that challenge. Maybe they ask you for advice. Maybe they ask you for your leadership. We will be in Leo after all. Remember that. Now, this challenge that we encounter, Pluto, right off the bat, this Pluto opposition, will always be here to remind us that the challenge is what brings the reward, that the death is what brings the life. So if you or the person that you know or love or are connected to are are going through these challenges or are faced with these confrontations these this week and in, in any weeks to come, how can you be that supportive hype person without bypassing the experience, without bypassing the hard feelings, without bypassing the challenge itself? This, my friend, is one of the biggest challenges when any placement is in Leo. How do we utilize and really harness that sun energy without just shining it all over the fucking place and trying to bypass everything? No, no, everything's good here. All all sunshine and rainbows here. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Keep No, 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 no. That's not being the supportive lover, partner, friend, whatever that I know you'll be wanting to be because Venus and Leo wants to be that, wants to be that real friend, wants to be that real support for somebody. And I promise you, by trying to fix it all and constantly show the glass half full, ain't it. There's a way to empower people with positivity and and light without bypassing the dark. Okay? So keep really, really keep this in mind this week and in the weeks moving forward while Venus is in Leo. Next up, that little Pluto, that little Plutonian uh, note that I made. Yeah, well, on Sunday, we have an interesting little combo happening here. On Sunday, June 11th, Early, early hours. This is going to be 5.45 a.m. Eastern time. Pluto, who is currently stationed retrograde, where it, right, it appears to be going backwards, and we consider it moving backwards on the astrological chart. Um, Pluto will go so far backwards that it will leave Aquarius that it recently entered this year and go back into... Capricorn. This is super common, especially with such a slow mover like Pluto. Pluto already retrogrades twice a year and for a long period of time. And so when 
Pluto finally does end its cycle in one sign and goes to move into the next, when it retrogrades, it will always retrograde back, pretty much always, back into the previous sign, um, usually a couple of times, before it finally is far enough into that sign that when it retrogrades, it still stays in that same sign and it doesn't cross back uh, that threshold back into a sign again. But because Pluto just, just, just moved into Aquarius for the first time uh, this year, we're going to see this. And first of all, when any planet, not just Pluto, when any planet that's stationed retrograde goes back into a sign that it recently transited out of, right off the bat, this is an extra element and big a bigger oomph if you will of those those retrograde themes of reflecting reviewing re-examining areas of our life or society or our existence um it's going to be a lot of these macro concepts when we're talking about a, a big slow outer moving planet like like pluto you'll see plutonian themes and lessons and personal examples of your life, but these are collective transits. Make, make no mistake. We'll, Plutonian transits are transits that make the headlines. They're, they're the things that happen um, when a big Plutonian transit is occurring. That Those are the times when like really big stuff is, is usually in the headlines. So we keep an eye out for that, but we don't succumb to this victim mentality that the universe is out to get us. And instead, we really do tap into that inner badassery that Pluto gifts us. That is the fucking gift, my friend, of regeneration, of death and life. Um, you, you, It means you're born with a little inner badass, no matter who you are. And when we remember that inner power, again, Pluto, always going to remind us of our power. When you look at Pluto that way and Plutonian lessons that way, over time, you won't, you won't look at those transits for yourself or for the collective that are coming up with such fear and doom you'll look at that as, all right, we are going to experience challenge most likely. At the very least, our thinking will be challenged. Our values will be challenged. Our desires will be challenged. Challenge will definitely be found and will be experienced. And boy, oh boy, is it for a big fucking reason. It's always like that. When you look back at historical events during Plutonian transits, they are always those type of events where we're like, yeah, I mean, damn, that was a big one. It was a big thing that had to go, that had to happen, but make no mistake, that had to happen. You know, things kept going the way that was going to keep going. That, that was not a good way for things to keep going. So, though difficult, we are warriors. <laughs> We're forged in the fires of, of Plutonian transits. And I hope that you can see it this way. Okay. So right off the bat, yes, Pluto dipping back into Capricorn, being retrograde already usually means that truths and revelations of the past 
are being surfaced. This will probably affect the United States, particularly because the United States is birth chart for the country uh, has Pluto in Capricorn. So uh, when Pluto dings back into Capricorn, our, our country is probably going to experience that in some, some type of way. Now, what's interesting, really intriguing, is that, let's see here, this is less than an hour. This is like 40 minutes later. Yes. At 626 a.m. Eastern time, Mercury and Taurus will form a trine to Pluto in Capricorn. At the way my almanac writes this is at 30 degrees of Capricorn. This is really fascinating because essentially there's 30 degrees in every sign. We very rarely see the 30 degree mark because every single sign starts over at zero. This is a trine that is happening at, at the, the cusp where Taurus and Gemini meet, okay? And where, where Aquarius and Capricorn meet because Mercury will move from Taurus into Gemini at the exact same time that this is happening, 6.26 a.m. Eastern time. So while Mercury is changing signs and moving from Earth sign Taurus into air sign Gemini, Pluto will have just moved from air sign Aquarius back into Earth sign Capricorn. And because Mercury is moving from the Earth sign of Taurus into air sign Gemini at the exact same time this trine is forming, this is how it's it's kind of a beautiful astrological little miraculous thing that's happening. Um, because of Pluto dipping back in at the time that it's dipping back in and because of when Mercury is also making its steps forward, we have this kind of crossroads happening and a trine is formed. Trine aspect in astrology is big, open flowing of energy. And in this particular case, this is technically, in the way it's written in the almanac, this is happening technically as an earth trine. But in my opinion, the air trine is also activated between Aquarius and, and Gemini. Um, it's kind of an out of element trine. Anyways, I could, I could, really digress into the nitty gritty with my own Gemini placements here. But, but anyways, this is really, really cool to see on paper. And when I kind of tapped into and opened my heart up to this transit and kind of asked the cosmos, what is this for us? What is the message here uh, that I can offer the neighborhood? With, it, with this transit, with this astrological event. What really came through was it will probably feel like, or what will literally happen if it doesn't just feel like, it'll probably feel like you were just revealed some serious shit. 
And this might, again, very literally happen. You may receive big news. Um, some kind of truth will come out. Maybe some news gets dropped in the actual news this week. Um, regardless of what it is, it will come with this feeling of, how the fuck do I keep moving on? Knowing that. And the truth is, is with that, that Mercury moving into Gemini at the same time that this is happening, right after Pluto goes back into Capricorn, we get this trine. Moving forward is going to happen. I think it really will feel like, how the fuck am I supposed to move forward knowing this? How the fuck are we supposed to move forward knowing this? And believe it or not, the moving forward will happen, even when it seems like that's quite possibly impossible. Do I have advice for this? Well, no, not necessarily. We're going to pull a couple cards here in a second. Um, that's kind of one of the things when it comes to Plutonian transits. You know, it's not about fixing it. It's really not. Sometimes advice is, quite frankly, pointless in my opinion, when it comes to Plutonian transits. Because more often than not, the lesson there is surrender, trust. This is what's supposed to happen. Don't run from it. Don't hide. Don't try to avoid it. Don't try to make other people avoid it. It's supposed to happen. And I'm not saying that in that bypassy, privileged way of like, these things were meant to happen. You know how people say that after somebody dies. It's such an incredibly insensitive thing to say. Well, this was meant to happen. Don't look at it that way. And that's definitely not how I mean it. Pluto has a lot more of a hard truth edge to that phrase. This is what's happening. And this is the truth of what's happening. It's not about running from it. It's not about hiding from it. It's not even about changing it. This is. That's how Pluto looks at it. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull a couple cards. We're going to pull a card from the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And we are going to pull a card from the Spirit Allies deck. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. And they're wonderful, as usual. Um, if this is your first time here, or your first moon day, uh, make sure that you subscribe to my email list, because if you're not already, uh, you don't have a picture of the cards. And what I do is every Monday, I send out an email at the same time that the episode drops to my email list so that all my email subscribers can see the card that got pulled. I think it makes such a difference getting to actually sit with the energy um, that comes from the imagery of the cards. <clears throat> so my Rider-Waite-Smith deck and my Spirit Allies deck, ever since they came together, they have to be read with one another. So we used to pull one card on Moon Day, and now we always pull two. <laughs> so today's reading does not disappoint, and it 
really offers, and offer is a perfect word, (laughs) perfect word for this. (sighs) It offers a bit of a sigh of relief. It offers a cleansing breath, especially after kind of talking about discussing and, and thinking about hard truths, hard realities associated with past, present, and upcoming Plutonian transits. First, we get Ace of Cups. And the Aces all have their similarities, but they have a couple of their very distinctive uh, differences as well. And the Ace of Cups, this is why I said that word offer is just perfect because the word offer is very, very present in the energy of the Ace of Cups. The universe is offering opportunity. Here specifically by way of spiritual and emotional growth. Today, the Ace of Cups is supported by the Rainbow Fluorite card. And this made me particularly smile because I love Rainbow Fluorite. It has probably been my favorite crystal since I got into crystals. Like, for as long as I can remember, Fluorite has been my favorite. Um, Other favorites come and go, but Fluorite always, always, always stays right at the top. it just makes me feel right. I don't know how else to describe it. It's one of those. It's just it's just one of those. If you're a crystal person, you get it. Um, when I saw rainbow fluorite, I smiled because rainbow fluorite is a stone that connects us to our psychic powers, our spiritual gifts, and and therefore connects us even stronger to our guides, to our ancestors, to the universe, to our soul journey. It really opens up our spiritual pathways. And most importantly, and it kind of calms the chaos throughout that process. When you open up your your, your spiritual self like that, it can be really fucking overwhelming, especially if you're... Uh, inexperienced or been a little bit out of practice. It can be really energetically overwhelming. Fluorite kind of naturally calms excessive psychic and spiritual chatter and distraction and allows for a much cleaner, smoother, and in my opinion, therefore, a bit more profound of an experience because you can just be a lot more present without getting so drained so quickly or so overwhelmed so quickly. Rainbow fluorite, and I'll read the reading from the card book in a second, but this is coming through really, really strongly. Rainbow fluorite comes here to support this Ace of Cups card and this these cosmic messages that we got for the week because they're is support. Yes, this is for our overall soul growth on very likely an individual person to person, but also a very big collective level. Um, The events that have transpired and the events that will continue to transpire. I've said it for a long time on this show and I ain't going to stop saying it. This is a big decade. 
the 2020s are a big fucking decade. So strap in. If you keep getting surprised, and don't get me wrong, I get surprised, but strap in. We're part of a very profound decade here. That doesn't mean, however, that you are totally unsupported, that you're not seen and valued by the universe, by spirit. Your higher self has got you. Your spirit team has got you. If you're listening to this show, if you're a neighbor and part of our neighborhood, you're part of a community that's got you, my friend. Hmm. There's a lot, a lot of comfort being offered here. Rainbow fluorite is being offered to help calm the chaotic chatter right now. Especially if you've already got big news or you feel something big is coming. Fluorite will help keep your eye on the prize. Remind you who you are, what you do, your power is your own, and that every day is just a matter of one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. So from the book, Rainbow Fluorite, in the Spirit Allies book here, the affirmation is, meditation is an important part of my spiritual journey. Blends of green, purple, and deep blue make this crystal stand out amongst the rest. When held up in the sunlight, the individual colors stick out even more, and with each turn of the hand, a new pattern can be found. Rainbow fluorite is a potent stone that can help to cleanse the aura and clear out negative energy. Rainbow fluorite encourages you to meditate in the coming days, making space for the clarity of the patterns in your life to emerge. Even three minutes in the morning can make all the difference before you go out about your day. Give your mind and body the rest it needs and connect with your breath. Let it fill you and rejuvenate you. The breath is our life force, and it carries you throughout life. Taking just a few moments of your time to rest, the outer eyes can bring you to a peaceful state and realign your energy. Hold fluorite in your hand or keep it in your space to amplify your cleansing practices. Journal prompt. What is the best way for me to incorporate meditation into my practice? And if you struggle with meditation or don't really know where to begin or how to get better or how to really develop a strong practice, you're in luck. We just did an episode about busting the common myths of meditation and how to actually develop your own practice in a modern world. Uh, Just a few episodes ago, you only have to scroll back a little bit, but now would be a wonderful time to check that out or to re-listen to that because it really sounds like connecting to our soul body, connecting to our spirit team will bring us great benefit and great support into this week to come. So thank you, neighbor. Thank you for spending your time with me today, your moon day. I'm so incredibly grateful for it today and every day. I cannot wait to share more with you tomorrow about our journey. I I had to, of course, of course, I had to record a whole episode about it because 
you've all been on this journey with me. And, uh, and I've been so excited to update you all on what happened, how it went, how we're doing. So if you're curious, make sure you tune back in tomorrow. We have tons of fun shit coming to the neighborhood and to that witch school in the months to come now that we're moved and my family and I aren't in this freaking limbo of, oh, I'll do that when we move. Oh, I'll do that when we move. Now I get it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let's do that now. So thank you for being here. Fun stuff is coming. Make sure you're subscribed to my email list if you're not already. You're following on Instagram, all that good stuff. You don't ever want to miss those things. If you enjoyed today's show, if you enjoy Moon Day, if it is a part of your regular week and it helps you, I would be so grateful if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing us on Apple or Spotify or honestly, just by telling a friend about the show to help us grow our neighborhood here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do and for being you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. And make sure you stay safe. Make sure you're having a little bit of fun. Stay magical out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that witch podcast today, I would be super, super grateful if you would take a moment to head over to Apple or Spotify and leave a rating and review. It really helps to support the show. Or if you just have a friend that you think would enjoy what we're doing, what we're talking about here, you can just share the show with them as well. Now, if you yourself like what you're doing here and you want to get more into the magic of the neighborhood, I highly recommend checking out my monthly membership, That Witch School. It's kind of like a witchier, more interactive uh, style of Patreon subscription where you can enroll at a tier level that fits your lifestyle and budget. You can get instant access to all of the bonus content that we've already done, as well as all of the future amazing to come bonus content that we'll be doing in the future together. There's exercises for strengthening your intuition. There are loads of resources for studying astrology and learning your birth chart. We've got guest workshops, bonus episodes, exclusive discounts, and so much more. My full-time students also get exclusive access to Mighty Networks, our private online community platform, which is basically like a way better and way more magical social media platform with a bunch of really cool people like you that just want to learn from and support one another on this witchy spiritual journey. If this sounds like something that you would really enjoy, head over to that witchnextdoor.com slash enroll and explore the tier level of that witch school that would fit you today. Now, if you have any questions after the episode today, any inquiries, show suggestions, anything you'd like to share with me, you can head over to that witchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. Remember, I'm just always right next door. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next episode.